In a high-tech world where people have ever-increasing courage to sit behind a screen and dole out opinions without consequence, comes three heroes prepared to fight back through the safety of our microphones and digital airwaves. You've got one star for us? Well, we've got three stars for you. Here comes Three Stars Podcast, ready to dish it out. Holy fuck, she called you an amateur? You're not my supervisor, Brad. I don't have to do shit just because you tell me to do it. Don't tell me what to do. I'm my own entity. Bill, you mind checking your mic? Will you mind fucking yourself? <laughs> but fucking tell me what to do. Shut up, Bill. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Three Stars Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha, and I'm here with my two amazing lords and holiness broasts. I had to really think about that. Did I get it out right? Bill and Brad, say hi. It sounds weird when you say just holiness, like a popped full of holes. <laughs> Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, Brad. Hi. There Hello. Okay, there we go. Hi. How's everyone doing today? Thank you very much for tuning in for another episode of Three Stars, where we, three adequate bartenders, rip apart and try to educate reviews uh, that people have posted on the world internet web wideness. Aha, Yoda am I. Today we're going to be talking about, or actually revisiting. Revisitorizing. I know, good grief, what is wrong with me? My mushrooms are kicking in. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> or revisiting the cancerous donkey balls, Applebee's. However, is it the same Applebee's? No, this no, is it's a different one. However, today's episode isn't about the restaurant itself, but rather a corporate employee of this company and his true colors of what he thinks about the peasants that make him money. Who are the peasants, you say? Us hardworking bar staff and serving staff and busing staff and kitchen cooks. All of us that you see every single day when you go out to eat. So this is going to be, I think, a pretty interesting topic. Um, And this Applebee's is not the Applebee's that we reviewed from back in episode two. This is a different Applebee's out in Kansas. So it should be fun. I think this is like one of those, because of chains. Right. I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but someone made the comment of, you know, no one's going to have to read a review on McDonald's to go to McDonald's. Right. Because they, they just know it's there. They just Nobody necessarily goes online as like, oh, should we go to Applebee's? I don't know. Let's go to Yelp. Right. No one actually like goes and reads the reviews of the Applebee's. Yeah. They go and they read the reviews of, of the either smaller chains or independent places. If you're going to Applebee's, you've already given up. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because we actually went. Write that down. We actually motto. went to Applebee's two weeks ago. <laughs> it was my first time there in probably no. six or seven years at least. But yeah, we yes, went to the cancerous donkey ball Applebee's. We oh did wait, go. actually, I went. Yeah, we went that. to that one. We went to the one in Broomfield mm-hmm. that we talked about that review from episode two. But we had done. Uh, actually, no. The, the last time I went to a chain like that was not even Applebee's. It was Chili's. I don't even and remember. And that was six or seven years ago. So I honestly do not remember the last time I went to Applebee's. Yeah, we're snobs, dude. Before two weeks ago. Well, I tell you one thing. Uh, growing up in Montana, uh, back when I did grow up in Montana, not recently, um, there was really nothing. I mean, all we had were mom and pops. We didn't have a Costco. We didn't have a Lowell's. We didn't have a, um, a Kohl's. Nothing like that. And when Applebee's came to Kalispell... 
which was 20 minutes away from where I, I lived, it was a big ordeal. Like, oh, yeah. For my family I'm sure it was a two-hour wait every day. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a big ordeal for my family, especially on the holidays, because our family, we all took one day to go out Christmas shopping together, and we went to dinner, and Applebee's was a place that we went to. And it was good. It was good oh, at the yeah. time. In Sadly, the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, things have changed in the neighborhood. Oh, we're going over to the Woods' house. They got that color TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like, right? When something oh new my like God. that comes in. I can't believe it took me this long to think about this. I'm about to blow your minds. Oh, lordy, lordy. Before we slice this apple, we're going to go ahead and start with a drink. But before I even get into that, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, any podcast platform that you do find us on or listen to us on. Go ahead and hit that cute little subscribe button button. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Share, 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 because sharing is caring. And Brad, what are we drinking today? Okay. We are drinking sherry. Now, most people think of sherry as like either that was something that your grandmother sipped on Uh or maybe your great, at this age, maybe your great grandmother. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares what her name was? Or you remember it if you have, if you happen to watch Frasier Right, oh, because yeah. they always sipped on sherry. sherry. Yeah. So it's, I found out just some really amazing things about it. And when Bill had mentioned the sherry glass in last episode, uh, I just it just got me thinking. And so I wanted us. Listen, I'm going to tell you, sherry is not something I know a lot about. Wine in general is probably my weakest point of knowledge in terms of bartending. And I do feel bad about that normally, but I also work at a brewery. So uh, anyway, this um, this is an Amontillado sherry, which is amongst the sherries. It is like the middle of the road in terms of being super dry, dry, or sweet. So this is right in the middle. No. It's okay. going to have, it's going to be dry, but should have some sweetness. According to you know, what I read. Oh, oh my gosh. It smells amazing. It smells like raisins and cherries mixed. We're drinking out of sherry glasses. And we, like, are. Yes, we, we are. are like proper fucking Pinkies right? up, bitches. adequate bartender. So, and the funny thing about these glasses is that I bought them at an estate sale from some old woman who had passed away. She probably so. drank sherry. Oh, mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Wow. That's definitely I mean, not how it smells. Complex. Nope. It it's tastes, got some bite to it. It honestly tastes like cooking wine smells. Yeah, that's because that's what you use sherry for, right? It's cooking mostly. I don't know. I think it smells really rich and syrupy, but then you take a sip of it and it's really drying. It's especially as it settles in, it starts to dry out quite a bit. Yeah, and now I get like a weird aftertaste. It is. You know what? um, (laughs) uh, What's that? What's that food? Um, It's it's pasta and chicken and Alfredo. Nope. Uh, That sounded about right. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna think of it. Probably somewhere in the middle of reading a review or behind bars with Bill, all It'll of a sudden I'm just going to scream out what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, Sherry is a product of Spain, and uh, yeah, this is very interesting. It is very interesting. It is complex, like you said, Bill, and it's it doesn't, like I said, it's, it does not taste how it smells whatsoever. No. I was gonna, I was thinking that it was gonna have like this coat covering taste you know syrupy rich thick syrup very viscous and it's not and to me this tastes all. pretty sweet so i really wonder what a sweet cherry tastes like Ugh, i don't think it tastes that sweet no i don't think it's that sweet no Mm-mm. no i get vinegary and yeah i'd say tart i was gonna say tart, tart but like a tart cherry yeah i get that tartness also yeah well cool i'm excited for cool happy beans. hour it's not so awesome man i'm excited for happy hour 
Okay, thank you for that. Um, hey, who do we want to shout out today? Did we have a couple people? Yeah, I'll shout out uh, my friend Micah Do. I haven't seen him in years. Micah Do. Micah Do. Micah Do. But he actually works with makers, and he heard uh, he's been listening to our episodes pretty regularly. Will send me some comments here and there, and uh, and send us an Instagram message based on our last one, kind of offering up a maker's mark experience. Oh. I so, I like that. Know, I shout like out to Micah. Like, you know, That's who I talk to I'm on super Instagram. Gl- yeah, I'm super glad that he's listening to the show because okay. I, I value his opinions on things. Well, thank you, Micah. Appreciate you. Real? Yeah, shout out to Mike and Cindy and Ross and Melissa, a couple regulars at, uh, where I work currently. And Ross and Melissa will be listening all the time. So I figure, thank you. You guys are awesome. Nice. Very cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout out to a gentleman who probably has not listened to our podcast at all, but I did mention it to him and we had a really great conversation about it um, when I did mention it. Uh, Emmanuel, hey, if you happen to listen to this episode, cool beans. If not, I'm going to make you listen because I'm going to tell you cool tonight. Cool beans. I'm gonna, shut up, you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you at play rehearsal to listen to it because I shout it out to you. Yeah. All righty. What's this other, What's this number two? I don't know. We uh, should, really quickly, though, we should mention, if you hear some knocking in the background, Oh yeah. Uh, there's some work going on. I thought they were done. I'm sorry. Near our recording space. And, uh, oh, and, yeah. that wasn't a small person changed, changed Bill's bed? Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, in Bill's closet hiding. Let me out. Totes. No, the, uh, we can pause right now if you guys want, but you should totally watch this clip or at least watch it on this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this before. But it's relevant, and I thought about it like right after we started rolling. Is this like a long thing? That- no, 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 no. It's like you'll you'll just watch it. Just just watch it. You'll see. Just watch it. Okay. All right. We're gonna watch a clip really quickly. Two hours later. All right. So what Bill just made us pause <laughs> to watch really quickly that he just couldn't wait for. I thought it was relevant. Was uh was a YouTube. Well, it was on YouTube, but it was a news broadcast from CNN. And while they were broadcasting in the middle of it, someone screwed up and threw in an Applebee's commercial. Well, it was while they were broadcasting Russia's fucking invasion of Ukraine, right. like right when it happened. I just, right. I thought it was a little. There's some uh, corporate oversight, I think, on that on their part. You're absolutely correct about corporate screw up with that that video there, uh, and which kind of honestly is what we're going to be talking about today. And what Brad, you brought this to Bill and I's attention. What what do you what do you have to say about this? Yeah, this was circulating around on some of those you know groups that I like to follow on Facebook, and the title, and I actually saw a couple different articles, but this one is um, from Vice. And the reason that I posted this one was because when I saw the original article, which is essentially about an email that went out from, it's a franchise group that franchises Applebee's. Like Umbrella Corporation, right? Like they they own a bunch of No, they're not the Umbrella. Yeah, well, they probably own a bunch of different concepts or they you know franchise from a bunch of different concepts but this specifically happened with their applebee's brands and the executive who um an executive basically said to everyone that he sent this email out to that because gas prices are so high this is now an opportunity for applebee's to hire people back at a lower wage because now that uh, people need to have a job because gas prices have gone up and inflation has been going up and all of these things, now it's an opportunity for them to not have to pay such high wages when they try to get people back into the labor market. 
so then within just a few days, of course, the internet went fucking batshit. And this article was a follow-up to the original article about it. And this one is titled, An Atrocious Email Caused a Mass Resignation at a Kansas Applebee's. So I sent this out to you guys. We've all read it. Essentially, it talks about that email having been a thing. And then a manager at that Applebee's getting a hold of it and being... Actually, as managers go, pretty amazing because yeah, that's a baller ass thing. Uh, oh, he dude. proceeded to photocopy it and post it everywhere. I'll work for that give, dude anytime. Right. And <laughs> give yeah. copies to everyone in the building. Yeah. And then they basically just fucking locked up and walked out. Deuces. Yep. yep. Which is honestly what should and needs to happen. Across the board, I feel yes. like. I don't want to be like I don't want to incite a riot, but I will. No, like I very much believe, like look at Amazon, like this needs to happen, dude. That's a bold statement. You know, I, again, we've talked about this in the past regarding, um, the, the managers who withheld a tip or tried Uh, to withhold the tip and (laughs) then distribute it. Right. Never. (laughs) And then tried to distribute it amongst the entire staff instead of just those two servers you know what should have happened was that the you know the staff should have been like no screw you we're all on the same page we're not showing up those managers should be no joke publicly humiliated not yeah. just internet wise but to the point where people stand like I'd said in that episode you stand out front and you humiliate those two managers shame 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 <laughs> so let me read a little excerpt from this. Uh, when Holcomb, which is the name of the manager, read the note, he quit on the spot. Before he left, however, he printed out about two dozen stacks of the email, showed them to his coworkers, and put them all over the store, on the tables, the bar tops, the host stand, the doors, even the computer terminals. Quote, I gave everyone in the restaurant their food for free. We didn't even close the store, Holcomb 23 told Vice News. In the weeks since the email was sent, a mass exodus has happened at the restaurant. Four out of six managers and at least 10 other workers either quit on the spot or handed in their notices, according to workers. Shame on this corporate dude who gets to sit in his fat office getting money bonus after bonus after bonus after bonus, collecting all the fucking money he can so that he can afford gas in his very expensive Humvee or whatever he drives and and thinks this lowly about the people who actually make him his money. I had someone at corporate who she's a friend of mine when and this is back when I worked, uh, you know, in a corporate restaurant who she made a comment once because I was talking about, you know, working on Thanksgiving or working on Christmas and, and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, I've never worked on Thanksgiving or Christmas. That must be nice. And I said, yes, you didn't because I did. Right. Right. right? The people at the corporate level get those days off because the workload is on us. Yep. It's not on them. Right. We- and, and so this person, like the author of this article, refers to that email as being tone deaf because that person at the corporate level does not know how to read the room. They, right? Like Now's not the time, bro. Exactly. 
Exactly. And that happens a lot. Like there, there is a massive disconnect and there's a disconnect whenever you go up, right? Like, let's say you're, you know, you start off as a busser and then you move to the host stand. Well, then suddenly you forget what it's like to be a busser Mm -hmm. and then you go to be a server and you Uh. suddenly you forget what it's like to be a host and you go to a bartender, you forget what it's like to be a server and so on and so forth. Right. I think it helps to climb the ranks though. It definitely helps. Big part of the problem nowadays is people often still forget. Yeah. Right. You yeah. forget having been at that spot. And that happens when you get to a corporate, corporate level. level. Yeah. You get to a corporate level after so many years, yeah. you forget what it's like, it's like to the have military, been at the, dude. at the bottom. Yeah. And by the bottom, I mean, you know. Power bottom. In, it, well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. By bottom, I mean, we still make killer fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. But you know what? Just in terms of who gets to tell who, who to do what. Right. But, but Which is kind of an illusion anyways. Like, nobody tells us what to do, really. Like, we know what to do. We get hired at jobs because it's like, that's one less thing they have to think about. Yes. People I, like us, anyways. I mean... I think, by and large, we, we, we work in such a way that we do get the respect yeah. of managers so that when we say certain things need to get done, certain things get done. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Certain so, things. Certain things, yes. So yes, this um that's what this episode is about. Is that it's you know, we are gonna read a couple of reviews about Applebee's and this particular Applebee's that the article was written about. Um, but you know, honestly, the whole premise for this article <laughs> nice. is did you like that? <laughs> that wasn't even dubbed in, guys. Woo! The whole premise still of, it <laughs> the whole premise of this article is to shine a little light on, on a light, you know corporate level versus the everyday Joe Schmo level and and you know again like I said we make the corporate level employees yeah. their money yeah I we mean give look you those bonuses if you do it right so, it should be symbiotic but yeah, what happens right. a lot it's is that there is that there are disconnects and there's there's a lack of appreciation and yeah. I do just want to mention before we go on to the next segment that this executive was let go from the company I would hope so amen I mean good did he get Should've a severance? Been. I mean, is he just probably going right. to... I'm sure he got question. a severance, that's a, that's but he even was That's another thing. Like, they, like, they, they don't even get fired a... the same as we do, man. Right. No. No. I, yeah, the golden we parachute. Don't, <laughs> we don't get severance okay, now, packages. Now we don't off. get anything like that. You know, it's when we get fired, you're done, you're cut. But again, corporate, you get you get whatever you want. I mean, it's not whatever you want, but you get a nice, you get a nice severance. Right. So Yeah, no, I'm sure he did. He probably got, you know... A month, two months, six months, whatever it is. They, I don't even know. They didn't say what level of executive he was. Well, like I, he was not the CEO of this franchise group, I, so that's good. I want to know. I don't think if this is going to haunt him, and if when he goes to apply to other jobs, if this is going to follow him around, and people are not going to hire him, would that would be really so. good. Well, the the benefit for him is that he can certainly go to any number of other versions of this industry. Right. Oh yeah. He could go work. He could go work for Cisco Foods. Right. And they won't care. Or he could go work for you know some That's, some some other so basically some other vein I, of of the industry, and they won't even pay attention. And that to it. sucks because that should be a part of his shame. That shame. really should. That yeah. should follow him around. It should. It really should because that was just an idiotic, narrow-minded, stupid thing to even think or and or put in an email like. I'll tell you what, like I was asked about hiring people recently had, you know, a training issue with someone and 
what I would always do back when I worked at a different place and someone would be like, hey, I'm hiring this person. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this person's name? Did you, and that, did you, cry, did you check all the references? Oh, I would Google search yeah. their name. I Hell would go. Yeah. I'd, find them on Facebook. I'd find them on Facebook. Yeah. I'd, I would talk to other friends in the industry if I saw that they worked at a similar place. I'm like, hey, did you work with this person? What, yeah. you know, what can you tell me? What's the tea? I mean, it like that's what you're supposed to do. It's it, like it's my it's my poor man's version of a background check. Well, that's what I was gonna say too. Is you should be, like employers should be, plug us with other employees that had quit or moved on, so I could be like, yes, yeah, I'm gonna put that, I'm gonna put that guy inside that guy. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like they should they should provide references. Like this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Okay. Shall we go ahead and move into Behind Bars with Bill? I think that's a perfect seg- segue. Right there, Star White. <laughs> fade in, fade out is what he means. Before I go any further, I want to actually, like, I want to shout out to Vice News because I respect the shit out of these guys. I follow this stuff, too. I love their articles. I, yeah. And I, I, like, watch them on TV and shit, too, because it, it's, like, it's, like, real news, dude. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I, I don't know. Entertainment I, news. I, I fucking appreciate it anyhow so uh i had this conversation with my current bar manager about preconceived scarcity he didn't realize it but i was taking mental notes i was like yo i need uh vacuums uh corks for the wine because we're running out and i need pour spouts because we're setting up a whole nother well and i'm trying to get shit organized back here and you don't have enough pour spouts and the pour spouts you do have are fucking 17 years old and are literally disintegrating in my hand so uh if you could help me out and he's he straight up looked me in the face, right? And he's like, "So we had these in the in the storage closet, but we we can't tell you guys that we have these because then you'll just use them." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, what is the point of having them if you're not going <laughs> to use them?" I'm so confused right now. And and then just and, and I took a mental note right there, and I've been carrying it around for a hot minute. But like, just like why, like the illusion of control in that in that situation, you know, like why am I even here if you're not going to give me the tools that I need to do my job? And even I'll take it a step further. You're gonna like. In situations such as like health inspections and things of this nature, like I'm literally not going to have the tools I need to get the job done when it comes down to the time to get the job done, and that's somehow going to be on me. And this all, I think, is just trickle down shitty nomics. Like it's just like a fucking, it's ridiculous. It's just a lack of care, and it's been going on for a long, long time. Like, and especially in situations like these corporate situations like Applebee's and so on and so on. There's just like so many levels of disconnect and it just becomes about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I feel like, like as seasoned bartenders and ex, uh, service industry professionals, like we're essentially subcontractors in a lot of situations. Like uh, they make you work for shit. They, it's like the carrot and the stick. And I actually had a bar manager tell me that once upon a time too. And it just kind of stuck in my mind. And like, that's how they keep you around. That's how they keep people like us around. Cause we like, not all of us have fallback plans or shit. You're like, this is it. Like, like I should be invested in the company because that's how much I'm putting into it. But I don't have that option. Not, not now anyways, not like for a couple more months, I guess. You know what I think all the time is that uh, corporate level employees should be pulling undercover boss situations 100%. all the time. Absolutely. Right? They should, you know, whatever you got to do, put on a disguise, go get hired, whatever needs to happen and go in there and actually work your restaurant unbeknownst to everyone else. Like be a new hire, be hired right, as the dishwasher, whatever it is. You need that brutal honesty. Work there for a couple of weeks to see how things actually go. You will know more about your company in 
in doing that than you think yeah. is the ideal that you spread around with all your, you know, corporate bullshit terminology, you know, at those office levels. Yeah, mm -hmm. your synergy words. I, I put that in, in the notes even. I mean, like, how many managers do you know that, like, or have you had that will help you out, that will fucking jump in the service well or pour beers or fucking do dishes for that matter? Like, it, It's not even help. It's who knows how to do right. that. I, I, yeah. I showed a manager at fucking View House how to change a keg. I'm like, uh, this is like the most basic level shit right here. Like, <laughs> dude, we were getting rocked on Rocky's home opener. And like out of the blue, like six hours, seven hours into the shift, the fucking, our head brewer comes running up to me. He's like, Brad, what do you need me to do? <laughs> and from the other oh, side of the bar. what a great guy. And I, and I thought it was joking because he and I fuck with each other all the time. I totally thought he was kidding. And he's like, no, I'm being dead serious right now. You need me to like bust tables? Like, what do you need from me? Oh. And I was like, I bet there's some serious busing that needs to go yeah. on out there. Nine times and out of ten, that's the first thing. And he fucking took off and started busing tables. We actually had a couple people from our, our office that you know, we had an HR person and our head of training who were in the building that day, knowing we were short-staffed, and they sent people out to all the short-staffed restaurants to just, I'll, I'm going to bus, I'm going to run food, I'm going to do whatever it needs to do. That spoke volumes. Yeah. That's essential to me. work, dude. I yeah. mean, it's that's the that's the griminess, right? That's the triple sink. Yeah. That's the dish pit. That's like, it's like even if service I, well, like, even if they don't know what to do, right? Like I've had a few managers who have been in the positions that I've needed them to be to come back and help out. Like we got crushed after the Rockies game the other day. Had a manager come back, started bartending. I know he's got bartending experience, right. and so I had absolutely no issue with the fact that he was back there bartending, right? Nor, sh nor should totally you. bailed us out for about thirty minutes. You should you should be able to trust that your superior officer can handle at least what you can handle, right? Like, well, not like maybe full blown fucking because that's not why they do. That's not why they're managers, but they right. can, they should be able to fucking recognize an issue and help you out. Like, even if it's not glamorous, like that's what needs to happen right now. The dish pit. And to that to that point, like I was, uh, I think it's really important. You know, you you're. There's a lot of situations. I've been in a lot of situations. I'm Captain Save a Bar. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Like this is a, this is a. Toxic, <laughs> I'm gonna get you a fucking shirt that says that. This is toxic. I trait. wish I was a cartoonist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true though. Like I, I keep running into the situation where like I'm like with View House. It was reopening after COVID. Like it was fucking where I am now. You know, I don't want to get into too many details, but it's like, hey, yo, we're about to remodel. Like everything's about to change. Like, but you still have to. You want me to be fucking super speedster in the service well but i have pint glasses for, for my mixing tins i can't even rock two tins at a time because i'm afraid to break something like that i brought my own tins in i bought them myself and i brought them in like because it's this is a serious fucking thing like and it affects my ability to do my job and it's it's just ridiculous dude like i i've I'm so just strung out on fucking just work in general. And I haven't even been pulling full time. I've been working like 30 hours a week. But like the mental stress, like all the shit that happens within one shift is just so trying. I'm just like so over it. And I don't know if I'm spoiled and I don't know, but I just don't fucking care anymore. I'm like, if I get fucking shit canned on some bullshit because I called off like one day, like that's more, that says more about you and like that as a, your policy as a company, right? Like, requiring doctor's notes when I don't have insurance because I can't get insurance for a year. Like that, doesn't that sound like a little just like suspect? That one, <laughs> that one has always it, just blown my mind. Especially in 2022, man. Like it just, how do you expect people to like, 
perform at their peak abilities if they're stressed out because they have a fucking cavity that can't get addressed or because they have fucking have fucking stress that can't be managed because they don't see a doctor they can't get a fucking prescription like yada 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 whatever like fucking i don't know i don't have answers i don't really have anything to follow, fucking follow up on i just want you to marinate on it it's a philosophical fucking like concept like but it's not even philosophical it is because look at any real. other country any other it country is has, like, a national health care you know um it it's real yeah, it is yeah. a thing. It is a thing. And it, it, it affects a lot. You know, there's domino effects and it just, it's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. Scheduling, the whole, the whole fucking shebang. You want to drop the schedule like a day before the week starts? Oh, that's my favorite. Like, like fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Like, what are you even doing? Like, what have you been doing all week? I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I used to do scheduling. For, it's not that hard. Well, and it I did be. it. I, I did it for when I worked for Dave and Buster's. I, scheduled i had to schedule three different bars and we had i don't know well over a dozen bartenders on staff and managing that many people and their constant requests off and all these things is difficult but at this and and there were times where i would hold the schedule and would give people okay this is your last chance but there's still no reason to be dropping a schedule the day before right. or two days before it starts. Yeah, right. And I mean, like counterpoint, like even when your schedule is pretty routine, you got holidays and shit. Like I fully, like I got scheduled a double like on Easter, like no, and that's outside. Like I'm off Sundays, Mondays. Like it shouldn't fucking matter. It's a holiday. Like I don't fucking care. Like if you, if you are that hard up for my help, you should make it worth my fucking while. Don't you think? I also, well, just yeah. in general, I think that you should ask me, yeah, and right. at the very fucking least, have a conversation. Yeah. Like, right, but yeah. no, like we're just fucking. Hey, Brad, I know dude. you normally don't work this day, it's but, but I'm super fucking short. Is right. there any way you can work? And right. I do have a manager right now who will do that. It's, I don't know, man. Like, you you you're very fortunate in the jobs that you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you like you're super stressed out because you work at this one place and you work at this one place. You know, full I should, time. I should be fucking banking right now, and That's I'm not. Part of the reason that I work two different places, right? Because of the mental stress of one of them. And then the other one is the fun one. I can speak to that too. Right. And because when I worked full time at the one, I was stressed out all the time. And it's like, it's not fun working through floods and fires and the right every biblical fucking frogs locusts whatever right. plague of locusts <laughs> right Heat death waves. of the firstborn <laughs> you know like it's not fun working right. through that and that's that's so like, you have to go someplace where like where things are just managed a lot better and right. and and your management team has your back you might not like, be making the same money but like you're able to perform at a higher level because there's so much other shit that you're not having to think about yeah like, and same with, like, behind the scenes. You know, like, behind the scenes of behind bars. Like, people got shit going on, man. All yeah. kinds of shit. Especially yeah. now. Like, especially since COVID. And, like, I just cannot give a fuck. Like, if you're not going to fucking put up for me, like, I'm not going to show up for you. Yeah. Fuck off. Then <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, wraps up Behind Bars with Bill. Fuck off. <laughs> Damn the man, save the empire. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Let's Honestly, riot, dude. Let's riot. <laughs> woo! Let's make a statement. You know, there's a, a lot of good points. Don't riot. A Peacefully lot, assemble. Yeah. A lot of good points on your topic, Bill. And it's a lot. Like, it I could have gone on and on. And it's something that you have been talking about 
you know, for quite a while on our episodes. I think it's like a nebulous and idea, and it's slowly like it's, it's starting to make more sense to me. I guess. But I mean, but I mean, not only that, it's it's the fact that these are things that are going on in our work environment that we have no control over yeah. that really affect us, and our bosses still don't understand it. They Corporate either, still does not get it. Yeah, they're either dumb or they don't you care. Know, it's, <laughs> and I, it, they don't care. It's what it is. They don't care. And that's that's a shame because at the end of the day, I made your money for you. Yeah, dude. Like even if I fucking killed it, that's a fraction of how much you made. <laughs> right. I made, you know, McDonald's is in business because I go to work every right. day and I turn the fryers on and I say, hi, welcome to McDonald's. My name is Samantha. What can I get for you? That's the hardest part is being friendly and engaging right. with your fellow human being. And, 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 you know, sadly, I am kind of a, a, a schmoozer. <laughs> I try to be as genuine as possible with my customers, but yeah, they're underneath my genuine attitude. There is a bit of a schmooze of like, can I upsell them on their bloody Mary mm. so I can make a little more money for myself so that corporate gets a little more money for them. You know, I mean, it just, it, and it, it is mentally and emotionally tasking every single day. And our, our corporate bosses really should come in, work the jobs that we work just to, you know, undercover boss, just to see what it's like. You guys know that at one of my jobs last week was an astronomical yeah. fucking oh, shit. I told you, I was like, go live, dude, go live. Yeah, Horrible like, week. Like I was not, I wasn't joking about, you know, like the, the fucking plagues that were going on. It was absolutely insane. Um, but I, on the first night, I was trying really hard to just keep a positive attitude. I'm like, you know what? It just is what it is. So when I would greet people and I'd ask them how they were, and then the people that would in return ask how I was doing, I was like, you know what? I've had better days. I've had worse days. I'm going to go deep in sewage. Make my way through. By the end of the night, the last person who I had that that you know interaction with, they asked me how I was doing. I was like... If you had asked me five minutes ago, I'd have given you a different answer. But honestly, <laughs> at this point, my day has sucked and it is just getting worse. Fucking <laughs> over it. And it's okay to be legit like that. It and really the next is. Day, actually, then the next day when shit really got worse, <laughs> I like these people were like, how's it going? And I was like, honestly, it totally fucking sucks. I'm having to deal with some real bullshit back here right now and no one fucking cares. Yep. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> and, and they were all like, there were three of them there. They were like, well, I care. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's really nice to say, but no, you don't. No, you, like, don't. <laughs> you just want a drink from me and such. Yeah, I know. All right, shall we move on to main course? Yeah. Yes. Who would like to have this first steak? I'll do this one. So this is uh, Applebee's Grill and Bar. They have an overall two stars, and this is in nice. Lawrence, Kansas. This is that Applebee's, right? Okay. Yes. I think this is that Applebee's where the mass exodus happened. This is a one star on Yelp from uh, from Anna S. So this is from uh, November 22nd of 2020. I've been to this Applebee's twice, and each time the service has been a disaster. The first time, the restaurant was mostly empty, and we still had to wait over half an hour to get our tabs. Then, after waiting this long, all of our orders were mixed up and mischarged. The second time, I ordered a takeout bacon mac and cheese. Instead of putting cheese sauce on it, I got Alfredo sauce with bacon topping. Sounds delicious. Chicken masala. That there was it the is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That was what I was trying to think. So this wine, uh, this sherry, tastes like uh, yeah. the sauce in chicken masala. Dude, you're not wrong. Chicken marsala. 
Marsala. Marsala. Marsala. Marsala is the Indian, is the Indian one. Chicken yes. Marsala. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I I'm told you it was going to happen. I'm glad you got it. Okay. So I wanted, I chose this uh, review because I wanted to go back to what she said about um, service being disastered the first time the restaurant was mostly empty and we had to wait over a half an hour to get our tabs. And I just want to bring your eyes, gentlemen, back to the date. Oh, yeah. That was the first thing that Ooh. I noticed. 11 2020. Where were we as the United States? As a in fucking November. planet, dude. Yeah. As a planet. As a planet. <laughs> in November of 2020, where were we? Oh, it was the. We had a shutdown yeah, again. Yeah, we were right. just we, opening we, up we, again. We were just restarting because this is the week before Thanksgiving. Yep. And that's when everyone was like, uh, hey, by the way, everything's really heating up again. Nobody should go anywhere, anywhere. for Thanksgiving. Right. So for Anna to have the audacity to be on her fucking high horse and not, not take her fucking blinders off of her eyeballs and maybe use them to, to take in the entire well-being of the restaurant. I talk about being tone deaf, right? Where, right. The, where the corporate level was exactly. concerned. The, this is exactly the same way. That's Correct. A, it's like a shit sandwich, dude. Only it's a reverse this yeah. shit, <laughs> shit sandwich. The shit. shit is a piece of bread. Good. And then we're in the middle, and, and then there's another piece of shit. <laughs> we're getting it from both sides, dude. I can't. We I are. Can't. I need my shit waiters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you do need your shit waiters. So I mean, that that was the whole point of getting this review was the fact that this woman is bitching and it's complaining about stuff, but you like take like a panini. <laughs> oh, I yeah, like it was that. fried yeah, shit it's sandwich. A, <laughs> it's the pressure. <laughs> the cookers. <laughs> Fuck! Squeezes out the sides. Sorry, I'm sorry. But I mean, that's the whole <laughs> point of this, is is you have no reason to complain about anything from here on out. Yeah, dude. After the pandemic happened and quarantined happened and we were shut down for three months, everybody, everybody was shut down for three months. Let us remind the you all. The whole fucking world, dude. Except for Florida. Except for Florida, because they're in Texas. Because they're a bunch of idiots. But... Oh. <laughs> Look, and how were the COVID? Look, how were the COVID like, cases no joke, down like there? The, the like, come on. Yeah, I mean, like the more intelligent friends of mine from Florida are like, fuck. yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. Yeah. Like, come on, this you have no excuse. You you don't even get to think this way. You don't. I was I was pushing for zombies or mutants. So I that would have been good. I wanted the COVID to go as far as it could. Well, and I think <laughs> you know, like there are so many aspects of the world that have changed in the last two years, and so many people who don't get it, and a lot of people want things to go back to the way they used to. They're never going but, back to the but same. But there's this like, there's this like this long going kind of revolution that's happening for the for the laborers of this world right where people are starting to understand that there is power in numbers mm -hmm. right these people are walking out or you know they're going on strike i mean look look john deere like there was a massive strike for john deere there's a massive strike for king supers mm -hmm. they're like i remember like, king oh, supers was crazy i had to walk through picket lines to right. get some fucking ramen noodles exactly. i'm like guys we I, and i'm we, sorry i'm well, hungry and that, well and that's the thing is like so you don't like, have another grocery store you don't store. have another I, grocery yeah. store nearby right we, we did we did so we didn't cross the picket lines we went across the street but it's not to say you don't support the Correct. cost but you still need fucking groceries right. Right. right 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 so i i just think that like there's this there's this ongoing revolution right now that 
that again, like this person in the corporate level at Applebee's thinks that it's an opportunity if prices are going up on things to pay everyone less again, but that's not the case. Like everyone's still fed up. And I don't think that you get to exploit your employees yeah, the that's same way. Disgusting. And it is the same for people like Anna, who's writing this review on Applebee's. I would like to know like the, like she, she went twice this review is after the takeout order. When was the first time that she right. had gone? Mm-hmm. Either way, like, you know. Last time again, I get, came here, the service was you're terrible. To, you're tone deaf. Read the room. Right. This is not the time. Like, yeah. okay, look, People, it sucks. At least they, they're they trying. Put, they put the wrong fucking sauce on. I, look, I've gotten back and, you know, I've had half an order missing or I've had, yeah. you know, whatever, not from Applebee's, but, you know, from anywhere. And like, shit's business. Like, ah, Fuck. That sucks. You call, you'll let the managers know. Usually they'll do something about it. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your address? I will mail you some coupons for your next visit or something along those lines. Right. But, and the situation gets taken care of. But instead, no, I'm going to go online and I'm going to yelp about it. Right? <laughs> I didn't get my way. We should be able to write reviews about, about guests. That's what I think. We should. That, Bizarro that Yelp. It's said all the time. Bizarro say Yelp. All the time. Why don't we just start our own Let's website? Let's do it. How do we do that? That's how we get famous, bro. That's how we make the money. Uh, so <laughs> Elon this- Musk was a fucking Silicon Valley billionaire. Like he fucking sold like Venmo or some shit. Like I thought he was like a genius. PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is how it works. <laughs> this and TikTok is how we hack the system. What? So what do we want to rate? Oops. What do we want to rate Anna here? I want 86 sir. All right. Uh, yes. Good. Because I want to do too. And <laughs> the re- like the review sucks. She does like she didn't like There's it no enough pictures. after two times. Right. Well, but like you didn't like it enough after two times. You want to complain in the heart of the pandemic. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like she, there's, I, would, sauce bacon I would not delicious. want her coming in if after two times of yeah. in the worst time in our recent history that, you know, in like in at least the last, you know. What three years? Forty years? Oh, no, years. like I'm thinking, like what was what was the next worst time in history that like the whole world really sucked? It was the probably flu Vietnam. pandemic of 1920. No, or, I was thinking yeah, like the Vietnam, Vietnam in terms of sure. like, like yeah. the whole like everything sucking II, everywhere. Like that, yeah, yeah, people were doing a lot of drugs back then. I mean, people are doing a lot of drugs now, but it's, yeah, so like, it didn't suck for everyone. The wrong drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eighty sixer, good. Get Donza. out, Anna. You're gone. Uh, Bill, get the next main course. Well, <laughs> I don't think this is real. This, it's no, from it is. D's N. Like, come on. D's nuts. Yeah, no, this is this is a real, a real review. Yep. That's me at the found. I'm not falling for it again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a one star Yelp review. Los Angeles, California, three twenty five. Ooh, happy birthday to me. Uh, three twenty five, two thousand twenty two. Hires people at a lower wages because gas is overpriced. What kind of horseshit is that? Boom. Yep. You uh, are now VIP, bro. You're a regular. Boom, right. D's ends. You can sit. You can come hang out anytime. From LA. LA. Yeah, this person's from LA and from wrote LA. Re- but that's what that's honestly, I guarantee that's why their reviews are at a are at a two. I mean, again, it's Applebee's, so their overall standing could be at a two anyway. <laughs> 
But I guarantee this was a similar situation of there being a ton of reviews on there following this whole decision or, well, not the whole decision, but the whole Applebee's email coming to light that a lot of people now go on and then they automatically write a review in response to that. Yeah, kind of like the restaurant about the the tipping issue in Oklahoma. And we've had issue with that where we take issue with people writing bad reviews Mm -hmm. when they've never actually been to a restaurant. (laughs) This review has nothing inside. Looks like ass. Right. Like the, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like this person says nothing about actually going to this Applebee's or an experience there. And normally we say that, you know, this is not the kind of review that should be on a place. However, in this situation, I think, yeah, I think I'm it, totally fine I'm with it. I'm okay that. with it too. Love it. Yep. Same thing with that big, with the huge tip situation that mm-hmm. happened. Where is that in Missouri or, <laughs> or Oklahoma? Arkansas. O- Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, what the other Kansas. The other Kansas. What do you, what do you know? So, yeah. yeah. I love D Zen. D Zen, you're a regular yeah. now. Fuck yeah, dude. Samantha loves D Zen. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, that's, that's balance right there. <laughs> Equilibrium. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Happy Hour. We work in bars that get three stars. I'm not your minion. Fuck your opinion. Fuck your three stars. Hey. Hey guys. Guess what time it is? What time is it? It's, it's a, a three stars podcast. Happy hour. It's a three stars podcast. Happy hour. It's a three stars podcast. Happy hour. Let's get yourself our cover on. Be serious. on. <laughs> Hashtag Billy really, Joel. I really have to like <laughs> tune you out to get the. I, I know. It, I feel like it, I should have shared that now, one with you. We should have got on the same page, but we're pressed for time. Now I know how singers like you know when they have to like. Put their finger, finger in, in their ear. in their yeah. ear. Or just just wait, just wait till you hear it. Mm. It's just the it's good. It's, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, I have no idea what you just said. You it will. is a fun thing for me though I to know. go and isolate that your track just and for figure you. out what the fuck you were saying. Brad, what are we <laughs> drinking today? Okay, we are drinking a classic cocktail. This is called a sherry cobbler, mm. and I had this drink for the first time when Samantha, her sister, and I went to a place called Run for the Roses, mm-hmm. which is in Denver. And mm-hmm. this is honestly, this is a cocktail you can get at most any craft cocktail bar um only and i say that not that it's necessarily on their menu but i say that in terms of you can go to a craft cocktail bar and they will know how to make it and more than likely they will have the ingredients on hand because it does not actually require a lot so it is the the most basic recipe is sherry some sort of sugar or sugar syrup and 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 a hunk of orange so in this one, I did it a little bit differently because the awesome thing about this is that there are a lot of riffs on sherry cobblers and cobblers in general. Cobblers came to be known as cocktails that involved wine. So for huh. this one, I used this uh, this sherry that we were drinking earlier. I actually fresh squeezed some orange juice and then I had made a strawberry oleosacrum, which I had told, uh, I, I told Bill that after mentioning the sherry glass, I immediately got 
like my mind was working. It's and I was like, yeah. And then like, yes. and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a Sherry Cobbler. And what am I going to do? And then Samantha had, had pulled out these strawberries that were starting to go bad. And I was like, I'm going to turn that into an oleosacrum and it's going to go into the strawberry cobbler. Awesome. So you can do all sorts of fun flavors and things uh, with this, which is why I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the, the strawberry in this. And the interesting thing about there here, I'm just going to go over a couple of interesting things because there's a lot. But this cocktail started to come about back in the 1830s when ice in drinks started to become a thing. Because remember, refrigeration was ah, not a thing. You had to ship it in on boxcars all through and history, shit. Yeah. right? So this this became a thing in uh, I think it's 1838 or 1836 is when uh, is is when it's dated back to in terms of being written down and there may have been other forms of 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 things and whatnot but that's like the earliest that David Wondrich actually found the the cocktail to be written down in terms of this is what it is so the awesome thing about this is that the straw is the part that is mentioned many times well, in writing. Right? Well, because now you're starting to have cocktails with ice. And so when you bring that up to your mouth, you don't necessarily want all the ice in your mouth. This is made with shaved ice or chipped ice or pounded ice or whatever. So ice and the ice. straw go hand in hand. So ice and the straw go hand in hand. So this cocktail was so popular. It was the most popular cocktail in the mid-1800s. And to the point that it is credited with the straw going under massive production. Wow. Because of this. Fuck like, the turtles. Be- <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, but I mean I like disagree, that's... But- so, so basically, you know, the, the way the cocktail is made is you, you, you pour all of those ingredients in, you shake them together, and then pour it over crushed ice or shaved ice. Then you throw some seasonal berries, uh, you know, maybe a, a slice of orange. Oh, I forgot the mint sprig. I was going to put a mint sprig I was on thinking, here. I was thinking it. Like, totally forgot that. Um, and then you sip it through a straw. That's really good. Cheer. Hey, that's fucking delicious, man. It's really good. Ooh, that is. It's really good. I can taste the strawberry ever so lightly yeah. mm-hmm. on the back end, and it just really spruces it up. I could see either using more of the syrup in this, um, because this, this sherry is a lot drier than I had thought it would be. I think it balances it. Um, or I could go and get a sweeter sherry mm-hmm. and do it with that, and that's no. called like a cream sherry. I think this is perfect. I think this is perfect. Yeah. Perfection. Perfect, though. It's super dangerous. It is super yeah, dangerous. Yeah, because you said that sherry's 18%. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Uh-huh. And yeah, I mean, because uh, yeah. I think I told you guys, so sherry range is usually anywhere from 15 to 22%, and this one is 18.5%. Mm-hmm. Wow. But holy cow. But this is like a super easy cocktail yeah. to make. Yeah. And it's, right? it's really easy to drink, Because too. I threw the, like, you can even just splash, like, some regular, like, out-of-the-jug orange juice in it if you want. Yeah, or if you're a you peasant. Don't or you don't even have to use the orange juice at all. You can literally just throw powdered sugar or simple syrup or something like that in it and then shake it up with the sherry and just a hunk of orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I threw some strawberries on here for garnish and the orange slice. Uh, and then I mm-hmm. dusted it with powdered sugar. Hey, did you know that oranges go in Negronis? Whoa. As a matter of fact. This is a really good cocktail, Brad. 
It is good. It I, is. Impressive. I, I, it. Most I impressive. as well. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Check, please. I'm like slamming my cocktail. I know. <laughs> what did we this, learn today? This straw's dangerous. Um, I mean, I was doing a lot of the reading for the Sherry Cobbler. And uh, so where the cocktail is concerned, I actually learned a lot. The whole thing about the straw being popularized. That's crazy. And going under more production because of this cocktail. Yeah. Was, That's crazy. That, I that was I didn't really eye-opening to me. straws, dude. It makes mm. perfect fucking sense, though. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense, but it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, straws. Straws have been around forever, forever. just like refrigeration, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's yeah like that. And now that we're trying to ban the straws. Yeah. Well, then ban then, the ice. And then I won't get on I won't get on a high horse again about the whole you know corporate versus you know hourly employee thing, but uh, but I think I that that for me once again was just it, it was right there, <laughs> you know. It's a trigger. Yeah. It's a trigger. Bill. Well, that was I, definitely the ice and the straw association. Like, I had an aha moment when you were talking about it. I was like, what? No way. Because, you know, I love shit like that. Uh, fuck, I lost it. Oh, uh, so, I mean, this is an old adage, but why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Yep. Like, I told you I, I told you that. Well, I sent you that Warren Buffett fucking quote when you sent me that, that article about Karen or that fucking review about Karen. I'm like, this shit literally writes itself. Applebee's just keeps shit in the bed. Like, I'm not going to go give you my money. But if you want to sponsor us, we'll keep fucking dropping your name and ripping you a new asshole until you get your fucking shit straightened out. Like, this is, it's just, it's sad. It's like watching, it's like being a commentator at the end of the world, you know? Like, I guess that's a bit dramatic, but it's like, all we have to do, all we had to do is set up the framework and, like, the rest writes itself. Like, these people are just fucking awful. Like, yep. it's just, it never ends. There's, every day, it's something new. It's not just a job, it's an adventure. And I just... <laughs> I'm looking back at episode two and like the the notes and just the way like we should actually probably post the show notes from episode two right next to the show notes for this episode because the contrast is fucking striking. Like, is it? Yes. Like, I will do that. Look, look at him. Like, I, it's crazy because we had I'll so much more time on our hands. Just, we were so much more right. like detail oriented. I like, just want to point <laughs> out too that that you just said something about like you know this shit writes itself and way back when when we first started the podcast and we're almost at two years now like we we're at two no years of, of working on I'm it I'm thinking about three years because we're right in season now. three so two, I'm like no, 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 but, yeah, so no, that's just two, how my, bar, my brain works yeah no but when we started this one of Samantha's questions was what if we run out of material? I, that was never. never that was never I a concern know. of mine. <laughs> that was. That was the concern. I was like, man, what if? What if we? The only way we run out of material about? is if the internet crashes, crashes. around <laughs> the world. Then that means we have to do what we've always known to do as human beings, as a society, which is go back to our roots right. and head back out to the bars ourselves. Treat people like people. Um, I, like you, Brad. I, I, and, and Bill. This whole corporate thing, I've known about it. We've ranted about it quite a few times. I'm not going to talk about it. I am going to say, though, that it always amazes me how the olfactory, which is your sense of smell, can be completely off. As opposed to the new factory. Uh, yes, compared to your sense of taste. I literally, I really did think that this was going to be a really rich, syrupy, fucking sweet delicious. I really think the dryness sherry. of that like balances it out. Yes, and then tasting the sherry on its own after smelling it was—I yeah. mean, it's—it's it's black and white. It's night and day, totally yeah. different. Because so it is—it's super fruity, raisiny, smelling. It is it's smelling, nose, right? yes. But then when you taste it again, it's, it has like a vinegary bite, and there's a tartness from the cherries, and um, it's not as thick and syrupy as I thought it was going to be, as it had smelled to be. So I just—it just blows my mind how. 
you know, our olfactory is a huge part of our taste and all of our other senses that we have as a human being. And it's, you know, if you lose your sense of smell, which a lot of people have from COVID, that really sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Or your sense of taste. Yeah. But, I mean, it really sucks. Or if you never had any taste to begin with. Yeah, no, it sucks. <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate every single one of you. Uh, guys, be kind, be safe, put yourself in someone else's shoes, remove yourself from a situation, take a look at it at a different angle, and make sure to treat others as you would want to be treated. Thank you very much for being here, for supporting us. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that like button, that heart button. Give us a little share, and we'll see you next time. Come on back, you hear? Bye-bye. Namaste, bitches. Start the dumpster fire behind the Applebee's in fucking Broomfield. Or the one in Kansas. Fuck yourself if you write an Applebee's reviews. <laughs> Hashtag Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs>